Amen. How many feel blessed tonight? You know, there's so many things in life that come to distract us from the blessings we have and all that God has given us. Pressures and questions unanswered and people and posts and etc., etc. Things that come to cloud that. But we truly are a blessed people. Blessed to the Lord. Let's open up to 1 Chronicles chapter 13. First Chronicles chapter 13, we're going to read verses 1 to 14. Then David consulted with the captains of thousands and hundreds and with every leader. And David said to all the assembly of Israel, If it seems good to you, and if it is of the Lord our God, let us send out to our brethren everywhere who are left in all the land of Israel, and with them to the priests and Levites, who are in their cities and their common lands, that we may gather together to us, and let us bring the ark of our God back to us. For we have not inquired at it since the days of Saul. Then all the assembly said that they would do so, for the thing was right in the eyes of all the people. So David gathered all Israel together, from Shihor to Egypt, to as far as the entrance of Hamath, to bring the ark of God from Kirjath-Jerim. And David and all Israel went up to Baal uh, at Kirjath-Jerim, which belonged to Judah, to bring up the ark of God, who dwells between the cherubim, where his name is proclaimed. So they carried the ark of God on a new cart from the house of Abinadab. And Uzzah and Ahio drove the cart, and David and all Israel played music before God with all their might, with singing on harps, on stringed instruments, on tambourines, on cymbals, and with trumpets. And they came to Chidon's threshing floor. Uzzah put out his hand to hold the ark, for the oxen stumbled. Then the anger of the Lord was aroused against Uzzah, and he struck him because he put his hand to the ark. And he died there before God. And David became angry because of the Lord's outbreak against Uzzah. Therefore, that place is called Perez, Uzzah to this day. David was afraid of God that day, saying, How can I bring the ark of God to me? So David would not move the ark with him into the city of David, but took it aside into the house of Obadidim the Gittite. The ark of God remained with the family of Obadidim in his house three months. And the Lord blessed the house of Obadidim and all that he had. David and the people of Israel, they had right intentions. David and the people gathered together to bring back the ark of God. We know that the ark represents the presence of the Lord. They had the right intentions. Bringing the ark of God was a good and noble and right and righteous endeavor. They set out to bring the ark. They had not inquired at the ark. Since the days of Saul, we read. David's words in verse 3, Let us bring the ark of our God back to us, for we have not inquired at it since the days of Saul. And the voice reads, let, let us take the covenant chest of our God from its exile in kirjath Jerem and return it to our presence, making it our focus since we did not keep it 
with us during Saul's reign. So here they are. They set out. They set out on this journey to go and collect the ark, to bring the ark back. Right intentions. They journey and they arrive at the place where the ark of God rests. And David and all Israel went up to bring the ark of God from there. They're singing. There's excitement. There's anticipation. There's joy. There's zeal. There's passion. Right intentions. They find the ark and they take hold of it. And we know the word that they place it on a new cart and they begin the journey back. David and all Israel, they're playing music with all their might. They're singing. They're on the harps, stringed instruments, tambourines, cymbals, trumpets. It's an incredible moment for them. They're filled with joy. They set out to get the ark. They set out to bring back the presence of God, to make it their focus. They hadn't inquired at it since the days of Saul. Their journey has gone well so far. They've picked up the ark, and here they head. And as they are journeying, they come to the threshing floor. 1 Chronicles 13, verses 9 to 12. And they came to Chidon's threshing floor. Uzzah put out his hand to hold the ark, for the oxen stumbled. Then the anger of the Lord was aroused against Uzzah. And he struck him because he put his hand to the ark. And he died there before God. And David became angry because of the Lord's outbreak against Uzzah. Therefore, that place is called Perez Uzzah to this day. David was afraid of God that day, saying, How can I bring the ark of God to me? And the voice reads, The Eternal was enraged at Uzzah because he touched the chest and defiled its sanctity, ignoring God's instructions to never touch it. So he killed the man in his presence. We read this, and there's many thoughts that enter our head, many questions. Somewhat a confusing story, perhaps, as we read it at surface level and understand it. David and all Israel go up to bring back the ark. They're on their way home. There's great rejoicing, great celebration. I can only imagine the celebration. We read of it. Full of joy, with the right intentions. And Uzzah reaches out his hand to hold the ark because the oxen stumbled, and the Lord ends the expedition. The Lord puts a halt to the journey, he strikes the man. Verses 13 and 14, so David would not move the ark with him into the city of David, but took it aside to the house of Obadidim the Gittite. And the ark of God remained with the family of Obadidim in his house. Wow. David is upset. I'm sure he's shocked. He didn't think the journey was going to take this turn. He didn't see this coming. He didn't have it planned out like this. He had planned to head back, bring the ark back into the city. With no hiccups, no stalls. What was a day of great celebration and rejoicing is quickly turned into a day of discipline and correction. 
And here's the point tonight. Here's the lesson, the instruction, the revelation of the Lord. Right intentions are important, but they must coincide with proper order. Right intentions in life, in Christianity, in the kingdom of God are important, but they must coincide with proper order. Right intentions don't warrant wrong actions. Right intention doesn't trump improper order. Although the people of God had the right intentions, the Lord would not overlook improper order. He had set a command how the ark was to be transported, how it was to be moved. We might read it and say, what's the big deal? We might read it and say, couldn't God look down? The new cart was nice. Any one of us would probably reach out and try and steady the ark if the oxen stumbled. But we got to reverse and we got to back up and we have to rewind and understand that God set in place a way and a means to transport the Ark of the Covenant. And so again, I say right intentions are important, but they must coincide with proper order. We turn the pages to 1 Chronicles chapter 15. You follow along in your Bibles. Verses 11 to 15. And David called for Zadok and Abiathar the priests and for the Levites. And he said to them, You are the heads of the fathers' houses of the Levites. Sanctify yourselves, you and your brethren, that you may bring up the ark of the Lord God of Israel to the place I have prepared for it. For because you did not do this the first time, the Lord our God broke out against us because we did not consult him about the proper order. So the priests and the Levites sanctified themselves to bring up the ark of the Lord God of Israel. And the children of the Levites bore the ark of God on their shoulders by its poles as Moses had commanded according to the word of the Lord. I just want to say tonight, our God is a God of order. Our God is a God of principles. Our God is a God of ordinances. He's a God of proper order. This is not a free-for-all. When it comes to His presence, He has called us to carry His presence in a certain way. He's called us to go and take hold of His presence and bring it into the city, into the church, into our homes, into our lives in a certain way, in a certain manner. There's an order to it. And though we have right intentions, it doesn't negate proper order. It doesn't negate improper order, rather, if we're going about it the wrong way, a way that he hasn't set forth and hasn't prescribed. That's not all right. Just because we have right intentions, it doesn't mean that we can conduct things and do things however we want. Just because we have right intentions, it doesn't mean that the order in which we act doesn't matter, that it's inconsequential, that God should just be pleased regardless, and that God should be for us regardless. Right intentions must coincide with proper order. Again, we see across the pages 
Old Testament, New Testament, we serve a God of order. We serve a God of principles. We serve a God that cares about how we walk this thing out. When we move to do something that is right, when we endeavor to do something that is noble, when we purpose with right intentions, number one tonight, we must sanctify ourselves. The word here is consecrate. Sanctify or consecrate yourselves. The Lord is concerned with our sanctification. He's concerned with our purity. The Lord is concerned with our dedication and devotion. It really means to be set apart, to be consecrated, to keep oneself apart or separate. It's to be holy. And God is concerned with holiness. God is concerned with purity. He's concerned with righteousness. He's concerned with right order, that the vessel, that those who are going to carry his presence, those that are going to bring his presence, those that are going to carry his name, are pure, that they have sanctified themselves, right intentions, must coincide with proper order. First Chronicles 15, 12. Make yourselves and your brothers holy that you may bring up the special box of the Lord God of Israel to the place I have made for it. And the NLT reads, you must purify yourselves and all your fellow Levites so you can bring the ark of the Lord, the God of Israel, to the place I have prepared for it. The ark represented the presence of God, and here it is tonight. You know, we don't treat the presence of God lightly. We bring our lives in order that we might carry the presence of God properly and in a manner that is pleasing to the Lord. And I trust that that is the cry of our heart, that we just don't quickly look to the right intentions and bypass the proper order. That we don't voice our right intentions. Knowing that we're out of order. These must coincide. They must connect. The object here in First Chronicles was the ark of the Lord, the presence of God. But this lesson speaks deep to many other areas in our lives that we must adhere to God's order. Relationships, God's order. Marriage, God's order. Sexuality, God's order. How he's called us to live. Act, God's order. When we're in the world seeking to gain, God's order. It speaks to so many areas in life. We can go about and have good intentions, but God has order. He has a way. Don't skip out on the order of God. We must sanctify ourselves that our right intentions 
are correct and precise. Number two tonight, we must consult the Lord about the proper order. First Chronicles 15, verses 12 and 13, he said to them, You are the heads of the fathers' houses of the Levites. Sanctify yourselves, you and your brethren, that you may bring up the ark of the Lord God of Israel to the place I've prepared for it. For because you did not do it the first time, the Lord our God broke out against us because we did not consult him about the proper order. We need to consult the Lord regarding proper order. We can have right intentions, but we must journey and move and act with proper order. I ask tonight, are we in the pattern of consulting with the Lord? Not others. First and foremost, are we in the pattern of consulting with the Lord? You see, there are some, let's use relationships. They move out into relationships. They have the right intentions, but they never consulted with the Lord. See, when we consult with the Lord, things go well. When we don't consult with the Lord, often things don't go well. They may start well, but they might not end well. We need to consult with the Lord, check with the Lord. Are we discussing things with the Lord? The journey is blessed of God and the expedition is blessed of God when right intentions and proper order coincide. You know, the day Uzzah was struck, perhaps David could have kept on moving. He could have kept on going, journeying with the ark, kept on his expedition. But no. He feared God. Do we fear the Lord? I think sometimes we have confused understanding of what that really means. Do we fear the Lord? Respecting his discipline, respecting his correction, respecting his order. Do we respect it? Are we consulting with him? Are we sanctifying ourselves? I think in the kingdom and in Christianity, we've made light of a lot of things where we don't really think the order matters we just look at the intentions of people. But God is a God of order. He's a God of principle. The order of God will save a generation. The principles of God will bless a generation. It's not just about right intentions. We don't get up there and say, hey, Lord, I had all the right intentions. He's like, I gave you the proper order. You know. They have to coincide. The fear of the Lord is a protection. 
The fear of the Lord is a covering. The fear of the Lord is pure. The fear of the Lord will keep us from improper order if we allow it to have its way in our lives. I don't want to go about things the wrong way, though with right intentions, and I don't think any of us do. First Chronicles 15, verses 14 to 16. So the priests and the Levites sanctified themselves to bring up the ark of the Lord of Israel. And the children of the Levites bore the ark of God on their shoulders. I love that. They carried it. You got to carry it. Sanctify yourself. And carry it. Not disconnected. Not pulling it on some new cart. We have to carry it. They bore the ark of God on their shoulders by its poles, as Moses had commanded according to the word of the Lord. Then David spoke to the leaders of the Levites to appoint their brethren to be singers accompanied by instruments of music, stringed instruments, harps, and cymbals by the raising of the voice with resounding joy. And we know that the journey continued. They went back later on. They got the ark. and What a celebration. There's great celebration and things are proper and things are right when we sanctify ourselves and when there's proper order. That's where the blessing of the Lord is. That's where His commanded blessing comes. That's where He smiles over us and pours out. Let's have the worship team return tonight. It's perhaps a simple message, but I don't know if we've ever heard it like this, that God is really concerned with the order in which we do things. Not just right intentions, but the order. How we if we're looking at the scripture, carry his presence is important. You know, if you're on a worship team or you're serving in the church or you're a leader or you're ministering to others, you have an opportunity to share with others, I trust that we are sanctifying ourselves and that we're carrying his presence properly. You know, you can be on a worship team and you're not sanctifying yourself and you're not really carrying his presence properly. I mean, you have right intentions. You'd say your heart is for God. And see, but it goes deeper, right? And we can apply that to all the areas. And so we have a job to do. As New Testament priests, New Testament Levites, New Testament worshipers, as those that are following Jesus Christ, consult with the Lord. Sometimes we step out into things, and I already said this, but we step out into things with right intentions, but we haven't consulted with the Lord. Maybe we've asked others what they think, but we need to go to the Word and we need to go to God and hear His order. This is how you do it. It'll save us a lot of trouble. Now on our journey, God might not strike anyone dead. Sometimes I wish he would in the New Testament. I just feel like it would wake people up.
But here we are. We've got all the order in the book, and we have this unveiled relationship with Jesus Christ. We have the Holy Spirit. I say we get to it. Let's sanctify ourselves and consult the Lord about proper order. It's real simple tonight. Are we experiencing the discipline of the Lord though we have right intentions? Just think about it for a minute. Are we experiencing the disciplining of the Lord, the correction of the Lord time and time again though we have right intentions and therefore we should look, have we skipped a few things? Have we not sanctified ourselves? Have we not consulted the Lord about the proper order? We have right intentions, but we're experiencing the correction of the Lord. Are we moving in proper order as He has commanded us in all areas of our lives, in all areas of our walk with Him, in all our endeavors of life? The journey is blessed and the expedition is blessed of God when right intentions and proper order coincide. Have we become angry or upset with the Lord because he has corrected us? Because we have acted out of order, though with right intentions. You see, David was upset. Why did this happen? And then he figured it out. We skipped a few steps. We didn't sanctify ourselves and we didn't consult with the Lord. See, the Lord has an order for everything in our lives. For every journey, every expedition, the Lord has an order. And concerning this story, the order was very clear. They just didn't consult with the Lord. If we consult with the Lord, He will every time. Show us. Show us what's right. And we can walk it out and be blessed. I trust you can receive the word tonight.